providing timely, relevant content to providers who care for children. Welcome to Pediatrics in Practice, presented by Children's Mercy Kansas City. Here's Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is sleep apnea in children. And my guest is Dr. Zarmina Hassan. Dr. Hassan is a pediatric pulmonologist who specializes in pediatric sleep medicine at Children's Mercy Kansas City. Dr. Hassan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me to the show. What a wonderful topic. You know, I think a lot of us um, who practice medicine and even uh, the lay population, I think we're more... um, like we know more about the adult side of this problem, right? Sleep apnea, but I think we get a little confused of what it exactly is sleep apnea in a in a child. So I think this is a great topic. So, Doctor Hassan, let's just start with a real nice, simple question: What causes sleep apnea in children, and is it different from adults? Okay, great, and yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, Michael. That you know this is pretty common in adults, and and we hear about it all the time on the news and and on the radio, but um, pediatric sleep apnea doesn't get as much press. Um, and it's pretty common, so the, the prevalence is anywhere between 4 to 6% of the population, so 4 uh, to 6 people out of 100, children out of 100 will have it. Um, it's basically a breathing problem that occurs during sleep, So, um, and there's two types of sleep apnea. There's the obstructive sleep apnea, or OSA, which is more commonly and similar to what adults have. There's another type that's rare. It's called central sleep apnea, or CSA. And the way I like to explain OSA, or obstructive sleep apnea, is that basically there's an obstruction or narrowing in the path from your nose down to the opening of your lungs, and this is called the upper airway. So from your nose down to right where the lungs open up, that whole path is called the upper airway. And any narrowing there um, can make it harder to breathe and make it really hard to breathe at night when you're laying down and, and you're asleep. Um, and there can be different reasons for this narrowing or obstruction. And we can talk about it a little bit later, but big tonsils, for example, can just you know obstruct that pathway. Um, and so... This all results in less air or oxygen going from the outside into your lungs and results in sleep apnea. Um, The rarer kind of sleep apnea, the central sleep apnea, is where there's a delay in a signal from your brain telling you to breathe um, when you're asleep. So so your brain is, is pausing. It's not telling you to breathe, so you have pauses in your breathing at night. But that's pretty rare. Central sleep apnea is, again, a rare type. So what are the symptoms of sleep apnea in kids? And and what are some of the things that maybe parents, if they're concerned, or maybe they're not concerned because they don't know, but what are some of the things that they could look for, uh, which might be a sign that their child has sleep apnea? Um, Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. So some of the symptoms are similar to adults. So snoring um, um, and pauses in breathing at night or gasping during sleep you know, those are symptoms of sleep apnea. Um, other things that are more common in, in little kids, they often don't snore as loud as older adults do, but they'll be noisy. So if you can hear them breathing at night, if you if you close your eyes and you're standing at the door and you can hear your child breathing, you know, that may be a sign of sleep apnea. Um, the other thing is that um, some kids will, you'll notice symptoms during the day. So they're sleepy during the day, 
They, they didn't take naps before. Now they're suddenly taking naps. They're asleep on the bus um, to and from school. You're driving to the grocery store, you know, 10 minutes away, and your child falls asleep every time. Um, those are signs, and that's a sign of this excessive sleepiness during the day. The other thing kids have that adults may not have is behavior problems at school. So, so very often these children are, are diagnosed or confused with ADHD type symptoms, um, but it's actually sleep apnea that's that's keeping them uh-huh. keeping their brain awake at night. They're not getting restful sleep, so they have trouble focusing, trouble staying on task um, during the day. So often, yeah. when kids will see me in clinic, they will, somebody would have diagnosed them, or there's a concern for ADHD when really they have sleep apnea that's causing the daytime problems. Right. Wow. What what a great point to bring up, Doctor Son. I think that's a um, something all practitioners need to be aware of. Right. So many kids being diagnosed with attention deficit. Maybe we need to think about sleep apnea. And I and I get it. Right. They're just not sleeping well at night. So during the day, it's hard to concentrate. They're irritable. Those are those behavioral problems. They're falling asleep. I mean, it makes it makes sense. What what's the negative side here? If I if we don't treat this, um, if if we don't diagnose it, or if we you know let it go untreated, what's the consequences? Um, that's a great. That's a great question. So, so the the you know the immediate sort of negative effects are functioning during the day. So poor school performance, you know, just decreased cognitive ability to think and and just behavior problems during the day. Other long term negative effects are um, are are mainly to your heart. It can have an effect on your heart and other systems in your body. So. So essentially, you're not sleeping well at night. Your sleep is disrupted. Your brain is awake all night. Um, there's changes in the oxygen levels in your body. So it's stressing your heart, stressing your brain. Um, and so there's lots of reports of this leading to high blood pressure later on, heart disease, stroke, diabetes. So really, you know, untreated sleep apnea going on for years can lead to some of these um, really major um, health consequences. And how do we diagnose sleep apnea in kids? Um, so the only way to diagnose sleep apnea uh, in children is with a sleep study. Um, there are some instances in adults where sleep studies can be done in the home. But as of right now, the American Academy of, of Sleep Medicine recommends getting a sleep study in the hospital or in a sleep laboratory. Um, and what happens with that is the child will spend a night in the sleep laboratory or in the sleep lab. We will put monitors on their head and on their chest. Nothing hurts. There's no needles or shots. Um, but they spend the night under monitors and, and we look for pauses in breathing at night. We look at their oxygen levels and we diagnose it based on that. And so if you do diagnose sleep apnea in a child, what's, how, how are we treating that today? There's different um, treatment options, and it depends on the severity. So there's mild sleep apnea, and there's more severe sleep apnea. So if you have what we call mild sleep apnea, and again, you'll need a, we'll need a sleep study to differentiate between those two, um, mild sleep apnea can be treated with medications. So usually a nose spray, a steroid nose spray to decrease swelling in the nose, and then a and then a oral medication. We usually treat for about anywhere between three to six months. Um, treatment options for more severe sleep apnea can include again it depends on what's causing it. 
So, so if your tonsils or your adenoids are big, that's the most common reason to have sleep apnea in, in children. Um, we recommend surgery. Um, if you've already had your tonsils out, um, then we can recommend what we call CPAP or continuous positive airway pressure, wearing a mask attached to a machine. This is different from adults because adults with sleep apnea, the first thing they get treated with is CPAP. Kids with sleep apnea, the first thing they get treated with with severe sleep apnea is, is usually surgery or getting your tonsils out. So that's slightly different from what we do in adults. Gotcha. Um, in very extreme cases, there's other surgeries that we may need to do to treat sleep apnea. Again, it depends on whether the child has other medical conditions or not um, and, and those other things. Well, Dr. Hassan, you are a pediatric pulmonologist and you specialize in sleep medicine, and I know you're um, involved and work really hard in the pulmonary clinic at Children's Mercy. Tell us a little bit about uh, how the pulmonary clinic approaches uh, their patients and family when really diagnosing anything um, to do with the pulmonary system. Great. Um, So we have a large group of pulmonologists here. Um, We do clinics pretty much, you know, at multiple satellite locations within the city and also at the main um, location in, in Kansas City, um, Missouri, in downtown. Um, and we have several providers doing clinics every day. Um, so why, the way we usually get our patients sent to us is either a referral through the primary care provider or um, self-referrals or through other subspecialists. Um, We can usually get them into the pulmonary clinic right away, so our wait time is is less than a week for the most part um, and within a couple of days. Um, Families are um, scheduled over the phone. They come in er a little earlier, um, as if their appointment is at, say, 1 o'clock. They come in. They're asked to come in around 1245. They get checked in by the nurse and our care assistants. Um, and then the nurse takes a brief history, and then the physician will come in and, and talk to the family. Um, we have other testing available in our clinic, like lung function testing or other blood work that needs to be done. Um, we also have some allergy testing available as well. So the family can really get multiple sort of sort of things done at the same visit, and, and it's really a multidisciplinary um, care. We have a social worker there at all times as well to help with other questions if the family has or other concerns that they're having. Um, we have a pharmacist available in case children are on multiple medications and there's questions about medications. We have respiratory therapists in our clinic to go over inhalers and how to use them. Um, so it's really kind of a, a really state-of-the-art care that we're providing here at Children's Mercy. Very nice, Dr. Hassan. I want to thank you for the work that you are doing at Children's Mercy, and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Pediatrics in Practice with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.